Welcome to the Scripture Bros, Episode 2, Temptations. Like it? Okay. Um, before we get started, let's pray. Let's ask God for wisdom. And, Amen. And, uh, you know, just to see things clearly and show love and respect. And Lord, we love you so much. Um, it's like amazing when I think about who I am, who you are. And that I'm allowed in your family. Amen. You've redeemed me. You've saved me. You've set me free. Lord, you've done so much for me. And all I can do is give you my life. And it's our heart's desire, Father, for us to take your word, which is something we can bet on. It's There's no, there's no opinions involved. There's no maybes. There's just like if you see it and you read it right, Lord, that's you talking in those pages. And all we want to do is open it, search it, and help others that may not know what's going on or bring clarity to a cloudy situation. So, Father, tonight, as we as we talk about what we've learned over this last week, I pray, Lord, that you are in it, you're in everything that we do, and that you would uh, burden us, God, if we go into a zone that we don't need to be. Uh, you, would, you would just really put it on us and, and let us know dangerous ground, and, and we would listen to you and obey and retreat. God, we love you. We praise you. It's only in the name of, of Jesus that we say amen. 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 All right, bro. So let me turn. Yeah, you got the music. Let's turn it down a little bit. So I'm kind of interested. So as you said in the intro, the topic is temptation. Um, right. So if you don't mind, let me do like a soft intro. Sure. And then I want to hear all about what you found. Okay. Um, <laughs> Because I know what I found. I don't know what you found. <laughs> right. And sometimes that's kind selfish. of our thing. Is yeah. like we talk every day. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Being friends and close, yeah. but we're we're trying to make it our goal to not discuss the topic of the week to see yes. for now. Yeah. Where it leads us. We just feel like. I mean, I do. I, I bet you do too. Organically, if we're going to have this posture of authenticity, we don't want anything scripted. Right. 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 We don't want to um, have to play like we're surprised or disappointed. Right. Or, right. 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 <gasps> what? Yeah, no. You know, like we don't want to do that. We no, want to no. literally be shocked or in agreement or right. in disagreement. Whatever right. it is, we want it to be natural and true and work through it live. You right. know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I completely agree. How with Christians you. divide things. And, yeah. And it's so funny because, like, you know, we both serve the youth group, you know, the night before we record this, and we're sitting there looking at each other like. What did you read? Oh, we can't talk about it. I know. And it's like nail biting. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's good, we'll keep doing it. Right. I think it's good. We'll I see think, tonight. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see if tonight. this format works. If not, we'll change it. We'll make it yeah. better, whatever. Um, so, as you said in the in the early intro, um, episode two last week was basically who we are, why we're doing it. Yep. It was about 48 minutes. And I had a lot of good feedback. I did, um, too. From you the people too. I sent, yeah, sent it to, they had um, a lot of great feedback. Obviously, not perfect. We had some mic issues. I think tonight everything's fixed because Brandon's a IT superstar, <laughs> and uh, we're up and running. Everything you see here is from him, by the way. He, um, <laughs> this is all like except the, except an espresso. Yeah, I do supply the coffee. Um, but like, it's weird because you that skill set, not that it wasn't being used, but right. it was being used. I don't know. This seems to be a better fit. Agreed. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. you're doing your YouTube stuff and um, it's cool to fix cars. And I like to see that stuff too. But I think this is more your heart. 
Yeah, I agree. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you have all these stuff and you're now I don't know, God's God's cool the way he does things like that. Anyway, I don't want to How he's um, omniscient. Yes. Yeah. So tonight is the first session that we're digging in. Um we're putting all that stuff we said last episode into practice. Right. We're gonna find out when I said exegetical nineteen times, we're gonna find out <laughs> what it means. And for those who are wondering. Let me just explain. To exegete scripture is to contextually bring about what the author meant when they wrote it, not what we think it means now. Okay. It brings context and clarity. It brings context. It brings clarity. And the most important thing is when we're reading the Bible, if we're reading it to find out what we think it means, we're already wrong. Right. We're already wrong. But that's kind of what is taught widely. Open it, read your once a day thing or, or read your devotional, see what it means to you. And, but no, yeah, my, um, uh, it's funny you say that, you know, read your once a day scripture or whatever, because my wife actually can't stand that there's a streak in the Bible app. She, she's like, it, it doesn't actually make you dig into the word. It makes you just open it, read your one verse, you know, maybe watch the video that goes with it. And then you're checked out of God the rest of the day. And like, that's not really what it's about. It's about building that relationship with God to be true. so that you're with him at every moment yeah. of every day he's he is a part of what you're doing and you're reflecting off of him and there's probably different strokes for different folks right 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 so sure you've got certain people that work so much as soon as they come home they go to bed right you know and we're not at least I, my position isn't certain number of hours you got to no it's I, like I a can, lifestyle right, right it's right, like right. it's like what's on your mind and when he's the focus you want to talk to him and you want to hear him and you want, yes, right. you, want. you want it. It's right. not a chore. Yes. Cause um, I remember growing up in church before, you know, I don't even know how to say it. I always say before I was a Christian, I really do because what I am now is nothing compared to what I like. If that was a Christian, I, I might be, I don't know. I didn't even want to go there, but <laughs> if that was a Christian, we're all in trouble. Um, or I'm doing too much. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I had no desire. It was all these checkboxes. It was all these like, you know, have tos. And um, now it's just a kind like, of want tos. Kind of like Old Testament law. Yes, it you was. Ha- you have to do this yes. work, work, work. It was definitely I have to spend time with the Lord. I have to go stack chairs. I yes. have to go serve. I have to do this. It's, yes. Now it's I want to be there to serve others. I yes. want to love on other people. I want to spend time in your word so that I get to know you better because I want to be a reflection of you. Yeah, I would. Agree I owe with that. that to you to be a reflection of you. <laughs> I would agree with you on that. Not that you should ever use the word O when it comes to your salvation, but. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I heard I heard very well-respected theologians sit down and discuss that one time. Because one of them says, how could we ever owe anything? What, what could we ever do? Right. What's the point of saying we owe? What could we ever do? And this other guy says, but when you feel like you owe him everything, won't you give him everything? Give him everything. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. So it's like, yeah, it makes complete sense. Um, I don't, I don't write off the top of my head, no scripture to support either way. Right. I personally, I feel like I owe him everything. Oh, for sure. Same here. Right? Right. I, I personally feel like um, he might be the only one I owe something to. Right. But because of that, I feel like I am indebted to whatever he's in debt, told me to be indebted to. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah no, it like makes complete I, sense. I want to follow and because there's a lot of commands. I mean, the Old Testament law is a thing on its own, but there's a lot of commands still in the New Testament that 
do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that. And for us to even want to do those things against our flesh, which is something I'm going to eventually get into, um, we have to want to. Irony, me too. Okay, All right, so I guess you might have something on that as well. Okay, so let's let's get the chit chat yeah. out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Tonight, the topic is temptation. All things temptation. We may not cover all things tonight. I don't know, because I have a lot. I'm sure you have a lot too. I, I see a stack of paper. Yeah. Over there. Okay. Um, not not for the sake of bragging or or being boastful, but I want the viewers to know what kind of work we put in for this. Right. I personally put in. Um, I would probably round it off to like 13 hours. Of, I got about half of that. Okay. So six, seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. 13. So about 20 hours of study right. between us that I think that's pretty, that's a pretty good amount of time yeah. to be able to say, I should see something. Yeah. The gist of what's going right. on, right? The gist. And if I miss something, well, it's got to be pretty small. If I spent 13 hours looking and I didn't find it, God's not some kind of rude person hiding things is he no no so we'll we'll figure that out if we miss something someone might say hey what about this and we'll consider well, it bro yeah we'll look at it yeah sure. this is not like a this is not like a we rule this is like after 20 hours this is what we found right have y'all thought about this did y'all right. know this um so without further ado on the topic of temptation would you like to i'll start us off go sure so my first thing is i was hit with what what is the Greek for temptation? Because I want to know what, when it was written, what is the, the context of that word? Okay. I do. I, I read a lot of scripture that way. And I think it's important. I think it's important to say the writer of this was writing it during a specific time. And I want to know what their like context for that word was 100. when they wrote that. Hundred, yeah. So uh, in the Greek, it is what I believe to be pronounced as perazo. But what I thought was really interesting is the Greek word for temptations means to be tested. It does. indeed. And that hit me so hard. I was like, hmm. So I I even wrote down uh, temptations in our lives are small tests we walk through every day. And do we use them to point to the Lord or do we use them and what he's accomplished? Or do we use them to point to ourselves and what we think we can do in our flesh? Because every time you you fall to temptation, the temptation itself is not a sin, right? To be tempted is not a sin because Jesus was sinless and, and Satan tempted him. So Correct. it's not a sin to be tempted. Yes. It's what you do with that temptation Correct. that either becomes a sin or you're glorifying God with it. Yes. So um, that's why I just, that, that was one of the first things that, and then I added that with, do we fail because we don't realize what the Lord has done for us? Are we taking him for granted? Do we fail because we don't realize what the Lord has done for us? Okay. Can you unpack that? That's a lot. It is a lot. What it does is that mean When I you? wrote that down, I just kind of sat there for a minute and was like, oof. Yeah. What does that mean to you? Like, talk to me like I'm six years old. <laughs> <laughs> like, break that down. So if we look and say, Jesus Christ is Lord, he came as part of the Godhead to earth, yeah. lived a sinless life, which we couldn't, no one on earth could attain. Yeah. Went to the cross and died and was resurrected three days ago and, and bore the weight of the sin of the world, which means every time I do something that is disobedient to God and sin, he is, he is saying, I've got that. I've got that. 
do we take that for granted? Do we, do we, does, so when like a temptation a, comes, if you're not Christ centered, okay. if you're not saying Christ died for me, and then a girl in booty shorts walks by and you're like, dang, yeah. you've just sinned. I mean, Jesus said in Matthew, you know, if you look at another woman with lust in your eyes yeah. or in your heart, you've committed adultery. Okay. We, I mean, that's a pretty heavy sin in my opinion. So when you see that female walk by that you shouldn't be looking at, do you, do you look at it and you're like, oh man, or do you go, no, God, you died so that I don't have to feel this way. I don't have to, like, if I, if I fall to this test, yeah, I've sinned against what you've done for me. So I think if we're, I see what you're saying. You're, if, if I'm hearing you right, you're thinking, or maybe even convicted from this study already, <laughs> five, <laughs> five minutes in, um, that people, at least from your opinion, when they fall to temptation, a lot of times it's because they're choosing them over him. Right. I even have pride uh, somewhere in this note. Okay. Pr- taking pride that we know better than the Lord. We've seen that before. Uh, all the time. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not saying I'm perfect at it, obviously. Yeah. You know, I, I sin every day. There's things I can't get on the interstate without wanting to kill somebody, it seems like. <laughs> like yeah. I'm just like, come on, you know, I, I have that issue and I know that. Um, even down to something as, something as simple as like chewing my nails. You know, like I've done that since I was like four years old. Yeah. And I've recently, you know, you and I, we How's sat down. Going? And it's good. Yeah. I It's really good, actually. <laughs> nice. um, I haven't chewed my nails in probably a month now nice. since we prayed about it. Yeah. And um, the interesting part is, is now that I realize the root of the problem, when I'm tempted to do that, I Come go, I'm like, God, please, I need you right now. Come on now. Like, Jesus, I need you right yeah. now because I, I am I am about to fail it's something as simple as that. Now, am I sinning by chewing my own nails? I don't know. Am I relying on the Lord or am I relying on my own comfort mechanism to, to soothe me when I should be looking to the Lord for soothing, you know? So that's, that's an interesting take. Yeah. That's kind of something that was brought to my attention in this study is like every time I'm about to fail. And that's another thing um, in the scripture it says God will never, um, he always gives us a way out. That's right. I'm sure you read that as well. Yes. And when they're, when you're being tested or tempted, God will always provide a way out. In the simplest of forms, in my opinion, the way out is always Jesus. If you look at the character of Jesus, if you get tempted by something and you say, how, I hate to be cliche from the 90s, but what would Jesus do is really like, how to get away and how to pass temptations. Hmm. Because if you look at the Jesus, the character of Jesus and say, how would he respond in this? What is a loving response to this temptation? It's not loving to, you know, to gawk it. Somebody loving towards everybody. Okay. Because you're supposed to love your, you know, love your neighbors as you'd love yourself. So in any situation that you're in, if you look at it, and say, what is the characteristic of God or what is the fruit of the spirit? I guess more importantly, what is the fruit of the spirit that would respond to this situation that would be pleasing to the Lord? When you do that, then you've passed the test. Any other response to that situation outside of 
a characteristic of God or his fruit of the spirit is failing the that's temptation. So that's, that's what I got out of the study that, and I have a ton of scripture. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, you're, you're definitely um, able to keep rolling if you want. I'm just trying to f- stay with you. And cause I didn't get most of that from my study. Oh boy. Similar. Right. But different connection points maybe or, sure. or different ways to see. I don't know. Um, but I'm yeah, actually interested oh. that we kind of saw different things. Right. You know? And and who knows, maybe that's the Lord's way of convicting us of different things. <laughs> maybe. Um, but Because I'm sure you were probably convicted in some of your study as well. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I, actually, I can't read scripture without being convicted though. So <laughs> Yeah. It's a mirror and it's perfect and we're not. So we should always kind of be checking. But I right. got like a, the fruit of the spirit thing that you mentioned. I don't know how much you put into that if you're if you're up to like probing questions or not on that topic. But I was when you were saying that, I was like thinking of the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, tenderness, compassion, self-control. And I'm thinking every I'm running through scenarios in my head of different sins. And I'm like, okay, uh, let's just say cursing someone out. Well, love counteracts that. So does self-control. So does self-control. Okay. Um, Let's think about yelling at my wife. Well, love counteracts that. So does self-control. And compassion. And compassion. So stealing from a grocery store, self-control. Love for the owner. Um, I can kind of see how the fruit is almost... Now, I don't know if this is 100% true. I'm just connecting with you on that. I could see how that is... It would make sense. Right. Because the fruits are from the spirit who doesn't sin. Right. Right. Trying to make us a sinful creature more like him. The fruits of the spirit are almost now our new nature. Right. Counteracting the old nature. So, bro, that's that's wonderful. Yeah. I like that. When I when I was reading through that, I was like, I just like I said, there's been numerous times while I was studying. I just sat there and was like, because essentially what you're saying is essentially to sum all this up, what you're saying is walk in the spirit, right? Not in the flesh, right? That's that, what I, w- I was getting there. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the fruits of the spirit, you know, counteract the flesh and the flesh and the spirit are made opposite for a reason, right? To keep us from doing what we want to do. Yeah. Am and I, even am I doing it, too many nerdy things right no. now? <laughs> That's <laughs> what, so cool. Bro. What do I do with my hands? Like the Bible, like, Right, dude. It's all right, there, man. Right. And I mean, even even Paul, <clears throat> you know, he struggled with this. Yes. He's quoted as saying five seven Romans five seven, maybe. Yeah. If I, I you know, why I don't know why I do the things that I don't want to do, but I do them anyway. Yes. You know, I'm paraphrasing obviously because yes. I don't have the scripture and in the front things of me. I want to do, I don't I do. don't do, right. Like Oh wretched man that I am. Right. <laughs> Who will save me? Like it sounds like a play until you're the one living it. Right. Until like, you realize you're like, oh too, my Paul. gosh, me too. Me yes. too, Paul. Yes. Man. Yes. Me too, Paul. Et tu, Brute? <laughs> <laughs> Et tu, Paul? <laughs> that's funny. That's, uh, and yeah, that's good. And, and it's, it's crazy because I didn't read this during this study, but shame is not a characteristic of God, right? Correct. So therefore, even when we sin, we 
need to just like cast it away. I, I heard this in a sermon somewhere, like you shouldn't feel shame. You should acknowledge it and say, I've screwed up, but don't feel shame because the Lord would never sit there and be like, oh, you sinned again. Yes, I agree. And there's scripture. This is, this is, this stuff right here sets people free. Right. Because when you're a people pleaser, as I was, um, if you're fearful about all the what ifs, which I used to be, I'm you're, bro right there with you, bro. You're constantly like, oh, why do I keep doing this? And what are they going to think of me? And I messed up and you're weighed down with all these burdens of performance. Right. Right. And this is not right. where we're supposed to go tonight, but no, but hey. whatever. So I heard this scripture spoken out of context the other night and I had to call someone and be like, Hey, I don't want you to hear me out. Can I try and explain this to you? in a different way. And the scripture was come to me all who are heavy burdened or laden, you know, Jesus talking to the Jews. Sure. Key talking to the Jews and I will give you rest. Okay. Now I can understand the application of rest being relaxed and being, you know, uh, take it easy, right? Shalom. I, I understand that. That's not what Jesus meant though at that time. Right. Um, Sabbath, yes, rest, take it easy. But what he's talking about is the burden and the anxiety and the heaviness that comes from keeping rules, bro. Do you know how, do you know, think about the, think about the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who uh, persecuted for my name's sake. Those are the real ones who are like, Lord, I'm keeping all your commands. This is so hard. Right. And he's like, hold on. Freedom's coming. Hold on. And he's telling these people, that's all. That's what the gospel's about, bro. Hang on. Freedom's coming. Because when I die, I'm going to take care of all of it. All of it. Yep. Now you have to put your trust in me that I did take care of all that. So stop working, bro. Stop working. So now when we sin... Paul says this in Romans, it's not me who's sinning anymore. It's my flesh. It's my flesh. Right. And now there's this duality going on. It's the spirit man, this old bag of bones that's still rotten, craving all of these things. And now if we as Christians can just love that and respect that and understand what Jesus did and how he took our burden and he took our shame and he gave us life and freedom, we're not free to sin, bro. We're free to serve God. Right, right. There it's not is a no fire law suit. against love, all that stuff. There's no law. Right, right. <sighs> I wish people would get that, dude. It seems like so much work right now. It does. To perform. It does. To get things right. And, to, I, and I hate to say it, but it seems like it's something that the church is, it, the church is, the church as a whole, big C church, yeah. has done, you know, over the last 20 or 30 years. But it's the same way it's been for thousands of years. Right. It's been that way since you know? Paul wrote it, you know. Well, it's since <clears throat> since uh since they came out of Egypt. Egypt, yeah. Yeah. They were already complaining back right. then. This is too much. I want to go back to you know what I mean? Like what have you done to us? <laughs> we man, I, I didn't quite understand this this whole rest thing. And um once I finally under finally understood that Jesus didn't come just to give us heaven. He came to give us freedom, bro. Right. But it's not freedom to do all these crazy things. It's like freedom to say, that's not me. What What's going on? That's not me. Lord, forgive me because I took part in that. That's right. not me though. That's not 
I don't have the shame anymore of doing that. Now I'm like freaking flesh, bro. Like, <laughs> ah, I can't wait. Right. Now, now we connect with Paul when he's like, wretched man. Right. Who's going to save me from this crap? Dude, don't you love Jesus, man? Amen. Yes, I do. <laughs> don't you love Jesus? Because I yeah. sin all the time. Right. I don't want to. Right. It is getting less and less and less right. as I journey Same, on. Yes. Same right? here. Because uh, the Lord sanctifies and, and all that stuff. And I thank God for that. But there are still times when I just do things and I know they're wrong and I do them. And then I used to like keep a list on my phone of every sin I did. And I felt like those Jews Jesus was talking to. I was like, right. why is this so heavy? Yeah. Why is this so heavy? And then when I understood the freedom that came with salvation, it's like instantaneously <laughs> just lifted off. It's like when you start to feel a need to please, you're like, hang on, that's working. That's me doing something. I'm just going to let Jesus do it. Right. He's going to take care of it all. I'm just going to do what he wants me to do. Right. There's so much freedom when you don't have to do anything. Agreed. I mean, really? Yeah. Now you give well, it's, freely. It's, it's funny and, because the job that I have now, um, short story. That's when, okay. I think it's a long story. Yeah, kind of yeah. like, it's already 642. Yeah. Um, when, um, when they hired me, the HR rep called and I was like, Hey, we, we need to talk to you about pay. Now I'm like, uh, to give a little background, I was coming off of a work sabbatical basically where I didn't work for almost two years because mm -hmm. the Lord told me to not work. Okay. Um, he provided the entire time. We, my, you know, my wife's income sustained us. We didn't, mm -hmm. we never missed a payment on anything, never lived paycheck to paycheck, still kind of lived our normal lives. It was, yeah. The Lord sustained, right? It's very, did, did very you, huge testimony to the Lord. Did you ever grace. sell no. any feet pics? No, I okay. did not sell anything Thank on the internet. <laughs> Um, <laughs> is that a bad place to yeah I think ask? it's okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm on the phone with this HR guy and he's like yeah we need to talk about pay and I'm like okay well what is the pay scale or pay range and he's like well we don't have a pay range and I'm like well I haven't worked in like two years so I don't even know where to start you know because yeah. I've not been in the workforce in the market, yeah. and he's like well um, tell me what you made at your last two jobs and I was like okay so I told him and he's like, okay, uh, how much do you want to make? And I said, I honestly don't care. And he was like, what do you mean you don't care? I said, the Lord is my provider. Yeah. He's provided for me for the last two years. Whatever you give me is a blessing on top of whatever he's provided. Yeah. And so I don't care what you pay me. And he gave me, they ended up giving me like $12,000 a year more than I was Dang, expecting to make. That's what's up. Right. I was yeah. like, thank you, God. Yeah. <laughs> but if you would so, like, but if I'd have been like, oh my gosh, and, like, oh, I got it. Like, yeah. what's the top amount you'll yeah. give me? Like, we're, you know, stuff if you like that. stressed about it. Right. Then it would have been. You doing your own thing, making your own. Rules, basically. Future. Right. Right. I right. got to do this to make my own future. And Jesus right. is like, bro, I got you. I got you. If you'll just let me. Right. I got you. Right. It's freedom, man. Yeah. And actually that kind of leads to, um. It's funny you said you took you heard somebody take scripture out of context because I did. my next point was going to be on the God will never give you more than you can handle. Mm. And the Bible specifically says that God will not tempt you more than which, you or without a without a God will not tempt you. That's it's, correct. Um, James. It's in James one. Yes. One thirteen. Yes. One thirteen. God does not tempt anyone. Is in right. one thirteen. Um, I'm going to touch on that. <laughs> Do your thing. But. <laughs> That's it. And taking that verse out of context, it's like people just don't get it, man. They don't understand that it's you will be tempted more than you can handle. Run to him. 
<laughs> take it to the Lord. It that is what it, it leads back to your your point of don't worry about it because he's already handled it. Well, that's okay. I hear you. I have a question though. So do we ignore temptations? Do we like do you have a do you have you found a solution for temptations? No. Okay. Other than if it is something in the moment that I can be like, Jesus, I need you for this right now. Okay. Please, Lord, let, just take a second to pray about it. Okay. Now, you don't always have a second to pray about it, right? Yeah. Like it happens in the in an instant. Yeah. And in those situations, I have no clue. Okay. I don't have anything for you on that. That's <laughs> maybe, okay. Maybe you have something for me. I do. Good. Um, <laughs> that was very, that fruit of the spirit thing, man, it's kind of wrecking me. Right. I've never made, I, I mean, I've obviously studied flesh and spirit and walking in it and what that means. And, but I, I never thought about the correlation between old life, new life, counteracting each other in that way. Uh, that's pretty cool. Um, you good? Uh, you got yeah. Uh, Finish if you want. We can always do mine on a second episode if we run out of time. Uh... I think I think that might be. Yeah, you touched on this, and you could always pipe in. Yeah, I mean we'll bounce off of each other, so. Okay. Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's see what you got. Okay, so. That's a good stopping point. When I crack open a cold one, there you go, a cold Kroger. Kroger <laughs> has a sound effect and everything. Yeah, Kroger. Kroger Mandarin up. orange. Is that called a bubble up? <laughs> No, it's oh, seltzer just water. seltzer water, but they have bubble up. I'll take a bubble oh, up, It please. says bubble up buttercup. <laughs> I did like four years ago. I bubbled right up <laughs> to my current weight. Anyway, um, thank you, bro. Good work. So when I was digging in, I'm glad we didn't share. I really I am. I agree. I agree. I really am because I didn't, I didn't get on some of that. You didn't touch on some of my stuff. So I, I always kind of look at when I'm doing a topical study like this, I look at like broad and then I narrow in on each one of those broad categories, right? So kind of the, the main things that I focused in on is what is temptation? Um, who does the tempting? And, um, and what, I have Peter 5.8 in here too. Okay. <laughs> and, and then in what ways do we get tempted? <clears throat> So I have like three or four kind of bigger categories just because for me, uh, when I'm, maybe you're the same way, but when I'm studying, I'm always thinking, okay, who am I leaving out? So if I come to a conclusion that's satisfactory for me, I'm thinking, okay, is there anything short of understandable that someone might be like, I don't get it. Or yeah, but what about this scripture, right? So not only am I looking at topics on temptation i'm kind of looking at topics that touch temptation because i would hate for someone to because i used to do stuff like this and you used to do stuff like this <laughs> kind of find a crack right and, and try to right. exploit oh yeah right? oh yeah and um i know there's people out there and it just naturally just naturally we i think humans may kind of lean towards untrust untrusting people maybe thinking everyone's kind of got a ulterior motive or i mean i know i do I used to in do a lot that. of ways yeah and, I still, I'm that's, still pretty bad about I, it. I need to work on that because 
God's got me, you know? So I'm just being honest. But um, it helps me study, bro, because now this little tiny boop goes to this. Yeah. And it seems to help a lot of – it's kind of like all things for all men, like Paul says. It's kind of how I'd approach it. Like, okay, what about if this person thinks this and then I go figure it out? So that's probably why mine might be 13 hours versus six. Same kind of content, but whatever. So I'm going to start with what I found the Bible says temptation is. All right. Um, every time I found the word temptation or in the Old Testament, whatever they refer to as temptation, it had to do with sin. Um it was never a temptation that wasn't rebellion against God. Oh, I I read that as well. Yes. I didn't notate it, but I read that. There's okay. only like three times in the entire Bible, and they were all times that Jesus spoke, that that when he used the word temptation was a positive thing. Okay. Yes. That's what I read. There was yes. only Every other time in the Bible, it was always a, a test that you're going to fail against God. Right. right. Yeah. So I also got the testing part. Um, and it kind of, when I first found out, okay, I can pretty much say a temptation is a, a temptation to see if you'll rebel against God in right. some way, yep. go I against agree. God's I agree. Yeah. words. And, um, it's a testing of your faith to see if, I mean, if you, if you go back to Eve in the garden, that was a temptation, right? Eve was tempted. What was she tempted to do? Go against God's word. Right. Uh, rebel against that's where the first sin came from rebellion against God's word. And even if you look at Jesus in the wilderness, um, Satan was trying to get him to distrust the words of God and do his own thing and worship him. And it's oh, side note, isn't it so beautiful how Jesus rebukes yes. the devil with scripture? Yes. And even better, he says, you don't come against the, the word of the Lord, man. Yeah. Oh, and so good. What's crazy is that if you look at the verse in Isaiah that Satan tried to tempt Jesus with, throw yourself down from here, your angels will will catch you in a roundabout phrase. What's funny is if you go look up that verse in Isaiah, there's another half that Satan didn't say. So he was using scripture out of context to right. try and trick right. Jesus into sinning. And that's why... We have to do this, bro. Agreed. We have to do this because Satan's tactic, one of them, is twisting scripture. Just enough well, good. Because he knows it better than we do. Yes. Just enough good to get you to, you know, and I don't think he's he's opposed to you reading half the Bible, just as long as it's not the half that makes sense. Right. Right. <laughs> Read everything out of context. You can do all things through Christ who yeah, strengthens sure, you. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Drink that beer as fast as you can. You can do all things through Christ. <laughs> like, not. I mean, I'm being a little silly, but right. it seems that if you look at Eve, if you look at the wilderness situation, if you look at Job, if you look at Peter, when Satan was using Peter to tempt Jesus, Satan himself tends to tempt people to rebel against God. It's his MO. It's what he does. Um, The other thing kind of coming from that, because Satan is not omniscient, uh, excuse me, omnipresent or omniscient, but (laughs) he can't be more than one place at one time. Right. So that means if he's tempting you, he can't be tempting me at the same time. And if he's tempting the Pope, he can't be tempting the president at the same time. 
we give too much credit to him. 100% we agree with you. We give too much credit to him because we want to make him the equal opposite of God. We want to say God is all things good and he is all things bad. No, that's not true. That's not true. He's not omniscient. He's not omnipresent. He doesn't have these f- creative powers like God does. He is just on the opposite side. Like he's not the same right. in equality. Correct. He's just on the opposite side. So as we, as we kind of go down my studies, I think it's important to know the point I'm trying to make is who tempts us? What does temptation look like and how do we resist it? Keyword, resist it. Okay. It's interesting you brought up Job because, you know, a lot of times Job is, um, and I read this during my studies too, is that a lot of times Job is uh, represented as this huge man of God who trusted God so much. And that's why he wouldn't, he wouldn't speak against God, which is true, right? However, uh, one of the viewpoints that I read during my study was that Job forgot how much he needed God. And that's why God allowed him to be tempted. Is that and conjecture? I was like, oh, I I did not okay. I did not look for the scripture it's to back like an it idea. up. It's just an idea, yeah, okay. but I, but I, it got my attention enough to be like, hmm, yeah, because it says I feel like because, it calls him a righteous man because it follows it up with, um, you know, when you forget how much you need God, yeah. it's easier for the, the the devil to tempt you. Interesting. And I was like, oh, that's, that's an interesting viewpoint. Just throwing it out there. Complete okay. conjecture for what we're talking about, but. <laughs> gotcha. Um, okay, so then I kind of went, okay, so if temptation is uh, being tempted to sin, like what is sin? Like are, are we all kind of on the same page of what sin is? And, and I say this, I was joking with my mom, right? Right? I mean, mm. I don't think the answer is yes. I don't think it is either. So I just kind of, cla- yeah. I want to clarify that. And, right. But I was joking with my mom uh, last night. She was like, what are y'all talking about tomorrow night? So I was like, you know, an hour later, I told, <laughs> I told her. And um, I was like, I brought up this point because my mom is, is one of those people. Love you, mom. If you're listening, <laughs> um, she will circle until she finds the right parking spot. Like God's going to give me a parking spot and whatever. It's sure. You know, no harm, no foul, I guess. But or God's or my grandma is, is also one of those people that, you know, I'm only, I'm looking for the right cut of meat. God's got me a right cut of meat. And it's almost like people in that situation are being tempted to not live. Right. They're being like, they're being tempted to be still. And so I was joking with her, like, mom, did you know temptation has nothing to do with your parking spot or the (laughs) the meat at the store? It's trying to get you to rebel against God. So some of the things that I found about sin that I think were, were pretty much on the same page with, I hope so. We have missing the moral code of Exodus, the 10 commandments. Um, Then Jesus sums it up into love God, love others. And then we have an amazing scripture in James, right? And I think the Ten Commandments and and love God, love others is wonderful. Like those are good. We still need to think about those and kind of guide our decisions based on that. I'm very curious what James verse this is because I have a couple of them written down well, here as go, well. Let's go to uh, let's open up the Word. Do you have the number? What the scripture? Yeah. What is it? Um, I think it might be first John instead. You want to say uh, first John two, one and four, four. Um, I think it's like first <laughs> John 
five and then like all it's it's a uh, pretty good actually let me take a look here well, it's I just scripture. See, it has to be good i just say first john five on here okay let's see oh i know it's i had to send my logos up that's why i didn't have it marked Yeah, because I have James 1, 12, and 13. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Yes, that's, that's where I'm going. So James 1, and I'm at 13. Right where I left off at? Yes. Um, <laughs> to 15. Okay, so let's let's break this down real quick. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. And he himself tempts no one. Okay, so there's a little bit of a wordplay here. Let no one be say, let no one say he is tempted by God, right? God cannot be tempted with evil. So right there we understand tempting is evil you see the kind of the wordplay mm -hmm. it's almost yeah, like yeah. that math if a plus b equals c and yeah. b plus, you know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. um so we can kind of assume right here that temptation is evil and he himself tempts no one so god will never and this seems to be a pretty widely accepted principle but god will never uh ask anyone to do something evil it's not because he's up there withholding his uh, delightfulness to do evil. There's no evil in him. Right. It does he, not exist within him. Right. He can't do something that's not in him. And some people think that about God. They are like, you know, God's really getting it, giving it to me. And I'm like, what? What's he giving it to you? Right. Love, grace, mercy, love. <laughs> grace. Like, like, what are you? What are you thinking? And this whole study, when I was doing it, and there's plenty more, I found freedom doing this because. Um, when I found out where temptation came from and what it is and all of that stuff, it really gave me freedom because, well, maybe we should just look at the text. I don't want to. Okay, let's just keep going. But each person <laughs> is tempted when he is lured, enticed by what? It has to be. Let me get you my Bible. The flesh. <laughs> yes. Look, right here. Uh, 15. 14. But each person is tempted when he, which is that person, it's right here. First John, John 5. Oh, first John. I'm sorry. We got to go to James. My bad. Yeah. I was like, what? James 1. Oh, what do you got here? What is this? Timothy? Nothing. I don't think it's marked. I don't know. I'm Asians. always like all over the place in that. Well, hold on. It's 701, by the by the way, if you, oh, no, if you're no, looking for care. something to cut out. There you go. I hate to be this way, but it's just faster, especially. I'm on my computer. James. And it's 115, you said? Right now we're in 14. When he is lured and enticed by his own desire, okay. the flesh. Okay, so each person is tempted when he is lured, 
or enticed by his own desire. All right. So let's just stop there for a second. Mm, The next verse. Yes. Mm. (laughs) Let's stop here for a second. We are enticed. That's the temptation. We're enticed to sin as we already discussed. Does this say anything about Satan? No. Does it say anything about spirits? No. This says by my own desire. desire. Okay. So we have to now ask the question, where does these desires come from? Okay. So can a Christian be demon possessed? I would say no. No, they cannot. Right. Okay. I hope that. Right. That's a place we can, I was we like, can agree. I was like, at, first, at first I was like, is this a trick question? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we need to do another study. Okay. So if I have a desire in uh, my... Side des- note, because you have the Holy Spirit living inside you, they can't Thank live you. side by side. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so if I have a desire to look at porn, right? We, a lot of times, think that that's us having a bad desire that can be very condemning when you're trying to live right shameful yes. yes when you're trying to live righteously and when you're trying to do the right thing constantly and you have all of these thoughts that are like bad bro like bad cussing this person out looking at porn being rude to my wife whatever it is when you think those thoughts are you that's heavy. That's heavy. <laughs> That's heavy, bro. It's a lot of weight to carry. Um, so this scripture says we are tempted and enticed by our own desires. So where do you think these desires come from? Open floor. Has to be human nature, flesh. That's one. I mean, that's that's the biggest one, yeah. Yeah. But is it because of the sin nature? I would assume so, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would assume so, yes. And I would assume so, plus dot, dot, dot. And here's my plus dot, dot, dot. Okay. I can't wait to hear this. All right. So, and I believe this to be straight up biblical. Um, did you have a prior life before Christ where you fed your flesh constantly? Yes. Okay. So did I. Yes. So did I. I think everyone did. Do you still sometimes find your thoughts headed back to old times, One, old ways? 100%, yes. Okay. Would that be a temptation for you to go back to that old life, old ways at some point? Sure. Okay. So do you think, <laughs> sorry if that was too loud. Do you think that your desires that are tempting you are not only your sinful DNA, but also the fact that you fed your body so long with sin that now your body craves it. Right. It's funny you bring that up because I've recently been under this like understanding that the flesh is like, and this is completely my own like analogy type, not, not asterisk. Any, yeah. Yeah. Asterisk, <laughs> asterisk here. No, no scripture to back this up, but it's like the flesh is like a, I hate to use this word, but at the same time, because it's English and the way we talk, it makes more sense to use this word, but your flesh is like its own demon. Mm. And you're feeding it constantly. And the more you feed it, the bigger, stronger, hungrier it gets. So the hungrier it gets, 
the more it's just like having an animal. Yeah. If you have an animal at your house, when it's hungry, it comes up to you and is like, Hey, feed me. Yeah. Well, the more you feed it, it's going to continue coming back going, Hey, feed me, feed me, feed me. Yes. Kind of like that eighties movie with the giant plant. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, do. I can't think of the name of it right oh. now, but it's like that. It's like, feed me. Well, the more you feed it, the sin, yeah. that's its food of choice. Yes. The bigger it's going to get. But see, until it either destroys you bro. or you find Christ. And then you have that, what you were talking about earlier, the duality of the Holy Spirit and the new you. Yes. Galatians 5.20. Yes. New creation living inside of you. Yes. That's constantly trying to slay the flesh. Right. You're at a battle constantly trying to kill the flesh. Right. That you have now empowered to this giant monster. Right. Because you fed it for so long. Right. So, of course, it's going to be like tapping on your shoulder like, hey, I'm hungry. Right. Feed me. Do you know anybody who doesn't struggle the same way you do? No. No, I mean, like, 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 for instance, my wife, she doesn't struggle with sin nearly like I do. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, she didn't have the same life I did. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, my my wife exactly the same way. Different struggles. Right. Different struggles, but it seems like maybe for them, I don't want to speak for them, but they're they're, uh, laboring at a life of uh, saying no to temptation doesn't seem to be quite as difficult as mine. Right. No, I completely um, agree with you. My on flesh that. is hungry, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, that I, demon is. I didn't. I'm not feeding it what it used to eat. Right. Exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I have cut off the food source. Yes, but it's still hungry. It's like I have. I have a cat. Two cats. And Finley is my boss cat, bro. He just runs this place, dude. <laughs> and his little brother, he bosses around. And Finley, at one point, we kept his little treats up in our cabinet. And anytime he wanted him, he would jump on the counter, meow, 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 meow. And I would just get down. You know what I mean? Get down, get down. But then when he got down, I would give him treats. So conditioned over a while, he knew that if he got on the counter. And then got down. Yeah, meowed, got down, get treats, right? Well, about a month ago, I moved the treats down to the floor cabinet. I even showed him like like I'm training a cat. I'm like, I'm shaking these things. And hey, Finley, look where I'm putting them, buddy. Don't go up on the counter anymore. Well, guess what? He still goes up on the counter and he meows. And then he gets down and goes to the cabinet. He's doing what he knows to do. Right. Our flesh does, does what it knows exactly, to do. Exactly, 100%. Our flesh does. And I don't want to get, bro, some people don't believe that. Some people think we are instantly glorified, sanctified at salvation. I don't believe that. And that you should never be sick. You should never have issues. You should never have trials. You should never have stress. And I'm like, well, we got about a third of the Bible that needs to go, (laughs) you know? Right. Okay. So let's get, this is, let's go to 15. So now we kind of have this idea of temptation, flesh, DNA. Um, I will say this is from a Christian perspective. I'm talking right now about Christians. Um, 15. Now when that desire, porn, overeating, uh, smoking weed, Newport cigarettes, <laughs> vapes, whatever, whatever, natty lights, whatever. Right. When that desire, when it has conceived, I love this right here, bro. Oh Paul my gives gosh. us a very good. Uh, I'm sorry, James. Gives us a very good analogy uh, analogy of what is happening here. When when that desire conceives, it gives birth to sin. Here's my platform. Sin requires action. I completely agree with that. Now, yep. you can also act in your mind, 
lusting and right, 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 right. But the temptation is not you. It's not me. When right. you're a Christian, you should not identify with your temptations. Right. You should only identify with your actions. Is that freedom? I, I 100% agree <laughs> with you because again, um, your actions should be seen as the fruits of the spirit. Back to this. Yes. Like if you're, if you're a Christian and you're living your life like you're supposed to, the fruit of the spirit should is that's, you know, people say, oh, well, he's got good fruit. That That's what that means. Yeah. Is that what you're producing in life shows that you're living for Christ. Yeah. And it's funny that we got to this point because right here, I took, I wrote this note right in the middle of my page. Temptation is of the world being so it may provide worldly things that lead to sin and death. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is exact. That's my handwriting. That's not even something I typed. <laughs> I wrote that. Um, all right. Let Praise me sh- God. Yes. That's confirmation. Oh, amen. Right? Amen. Isn't that cool that we can read oh, the Bible and yes. get the same thing on? Yes. All right. So I want to I wanna finish and I want to just say from what I can tell and through you know, a couple other confirmation, confirmational sources. I'm pretty sure that I would like to say there is a Trinity enemy. Okay. There's a Trinitarian Godhead. There's a Trinitarian enemy. And I think the three of them is Satan himself, the world that he controls and the flesh that we live in. I could, I could get behind that for okay. sure. So I can totally see here's that. Here's where I'm going to Say, hey. What I mean, confirmation, I wrote, temptation is of the world. Yes, it so is. So that it provides you worldly things. So let's go to Ephesians 6. Do you need to oh. get your phone? Yeah, I do. my Bible? Actually, I, I, thought, you right gonna, I thought you were going to read to me. I, will. I thought it was story time. It is. <laughs> it is. Ephesians And I'm, I'm usually six. always in the ESV when I'm Same here. When that's I'm what reading I, that's what I, people. Yeah, that's what I study from. I study from. in the NASB usually. Okay, this is this is a very popular uh, Ephesians six, thirteen. Take up the whole armor. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna go to fourteen though. Stand therefore. Um, that's not true. We're gonna go to. <laughs> well, the, the scripture is true, but that's yeah. not what you wanted to read. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the part where it's before that. That's my fault. Uh, is it 11 where he says, stand against the schemes of the devil? Um, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Do, 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 yes, do, okay. Do, okay. 6, 11. Um, well, let's go to 10, 6, 10, Ephesians 6, 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Not, did it say in your might? No, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a definitely says his, <laughs> his, his, his might. might. Be strong in his might. You be strong. You do you in him. Right. Right. There, there in, is a, in him, there's a co-laborship. You know what right, I mean? Right. Right. You do your part, but in his strength, it's anyway, people need to know that. That'd be another episode. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, 
But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers, over this present darkness, over the spiritual forces, over, or excuse me, spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Okay, I'd like to just point out a few things. I've already discussed the, the, the head of the evil Trinitarian regime, and that's Satan himself. Non-omnipresent, non-omniscient, in the skies, like he may go to the Pope or the president and, and whisper, you know what I mean? Um, Non-Christians, but he's not everywhere doing everything, bro. Um, people like to think Satan's out to get them. And, and he is, but not from him. You think really I'm the guy he's coming to get in the world? Really, you think you're the guy? No, it's not. When you're being tempted, I can pretty much guarantee it's not from Satan. It's Unless you become some kind of world power or... He's trying to control this army and it goes from him down. And it's, and it is very thoroughly expressed right here in these scriptures. Listen to what we don't wrestle against, uh, flesh and blood, but we do wrestle against the rulers. So you got to think about when this was written. This was back in the Roman times, right? So rulers would have been like your local authorities, your, uh, I don't know, sheriff's office, your uh, principals, your... Um, local government seated officials, local right. state, right? And then after that, authorities, that would have been maybe your senators, maybe your next level, right? So this seems to be building in a level of influence all the way up until, so we've got rulers, we've got authorities, we've got cosmic powers over this present darkness. If if someone needs a reference for this, look up Baal, look up Molech, look up uh, Ishtar, any of these gods that rule from almost a godly realm on this earth. They seem to be heavenly entities, but they're, they're things that people worship. It could also be looked at the people who worship suns, moons, and god moons, and stars like that. And then after that, we have the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So do you see how Paul is building up Rulers, authorities, cosmic. He's going up the ladder. Yes. And then the very top of that, Satan himself. So we have to understand kind of the regime to know who we're getting tempted by and how to resist, right? So we have to know that in two, se- how do I say this for the people? Second, uh, Second Corinthians <laughs> and in Colossians, it talks about how as a believer, we're not affected by demons or Satan. We're, we've won. Right. The battle's, the battle's over, over, bro. Right. He's got no, no authority over a blood-bought son of God. No Satan. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Like, that's it. That's right. all we got to do. It is finished. Now, the power we give him, that's a different story. Right. Okay. So, but what we need to understand, in my opinion, is God doesn't tempt us with evil. But we do get tempted by evil. So it's either going to come from our flesh or it's either going to come from an entity that comes down from Satan's hierarchy. But if it can't mess with us, how's it going to get to us? Really? Just, I mean, logically. If, if, the, if the demon hierarchy, the cosmic powers, the, the ancient demonic gods, if we're out of, if we're out of bounds for them, but they still want to get to us. What's their avenue? It's going to be other 
other people around yeah, us. Yeah, yes. Thank right, you, bro. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you, bro. There's a weird noise over there. I was like, what is it that? Like a, <laughs> anyway, there it is. Um, okay. This is so game-changing for me because now when I get a temptation, I'm like, well, I know it's not God. We can go ahead and write that off. Right. Uh, I know it's not me. I'm a spiritual, I'm in the spirit, bro. But it could be my flesh. Let's check that. Could be my flesh. Now, if I can't get tempted by demons, but my flesh is tempted, where is it coming from? Well, I'm going to say it's going to be the flesh category, but through another person. Right. So here's how the enemy tends to work. Let's say you're at work and your boss is not a Christian. Is your boss influenced by this hierarchical structure? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Could they be influenced and come in and try to influence you to act in your flesh? Yes. Okay. 100%. Now, when that happens, who wins? If you act out? Yes. Your flesh and the enemy. Yeah. Okay. So you see how we don't wrestle right, right, right. against the flesh and blood. There's something always behind it. Now, here's the other thing that I think we should consider. We have the flesh from others. We have our flesh that still messes up. Now, what about the world? The Bible says the world is under the sway of Satan and his hierarchy. Right. The world, and you, you could turn on the news for 12 seconds and figure oh, that yeah, out. Oh, yeah, for sure, no. Immediately. Right. You can tell whose world this oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah. God does not um, operate, what's the best way to put this? God is sovereign. He can do whatever he wants. Let me make that disclaimer. But it calls Satan the prince of this world. Right. The ruler of this world. He said you will rule over. Yes. Like they're just doing their thing. God right said now. to Satan, you yes. will rule over. The world is so much um, swayed by satanic forces right now that let me ask you this. If I'm a believer, I hate to be like elementary with this, but I think it's important. If I'm a believer and it's not my flesh, I'm walking in the spirit. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing the Lord's thing and, um, and it's not you, or let's say you're not a believer. I mean, you are cool. We're not like trying to tempt each other or anything like that. But I'm feeling a temptation. The other option is the world. Right. How do you see that playing out? How does a believer get tempted by this world that's very much influenced by Satan? Oh, I mean, look at social media. Look yeah. at anything. Yes. I, I go out your front door. Yes. Because there's all these non-believers that have no respect for God at all. Yes, bro. And the world is like, hey, let me feed your demon. Yes. Let me feed your sin. Yes. Live it up. Go get drunk. Yes. Party. You know, have as much sex as you want, whatever. Yep. And then, oh, while you're at it, post it on Instagram so that everybody wants to be a part of what you're doing. Yes. That is the world tempting you. So. 100%. It seems to me. We get tempted constantly. Every single day. And it seems to me from scripture that the temptations don't probably come from Satan directly, but probably through one of his channels. Right. Right. And I don't see anything in scripture where we can get oppressed. I don't, I don't see anything, bro. I looked a long time. Every word, every time the word oppression comes up, it's talking about laboring. Like being oppressed by a taskmaster or being a slave to someone. It's not, I haven't seen anything spiritual. Okay? Right. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't seem to me scripturally that I need to get a demon off me. It seems to me I need to check my sources and see where it's coming from. Where it's coming from. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> right. Oh, I got to do something? I don't get to just go to this 
So we have to work, bro. And not for anything. Right. But against everything. Against. Against everything. Right. So if we want to, if we feel like we're tempted to sin, we need to see the sources, bro. Where's it coming from? Is it us? Is our flesh from our old lifestyle, from our sinful DNA, is our flesh acting out? Stop. That's not us anymore. Right. No, you will not run rampant anymore. Sorry, your day's over. Right. If it's if it's not that, is someone that's not a Christian influencing us to act in our flesh? Well, don't do that either. The enemy's still winning. And if it's not that, is it something we're watching, listening to, talking about, discussing? The enemy can get in. All you have to do is open something. Open the door. That's right. all you got to do. And I'm not trying to scare people, like, not to like indwell you. But if you don't want to walk in your flesh, you got to keep the enemy away, bro. Right. And And it's crazy how, so I don't think we've got to this yet, but the Bible is so cyclical. Yes. Especially the Old Testament about, oh, the Israelites failed. God saved them. Now you're free. Yes. Oh, we failed again. Now God saved you. Now you're free. It just complete cycle over and over again. Yeah. And what you're explaining is kind of the same way. Yes. The flesh fails. We put it in check. The world feeds the flesh. So now we're, the flesh starts to fail again. Yes. The world can't feed the flesh. Well, now it's influenced by another channel. It's, yes. it's in a whole circle to feed the flesh. Yes, we are at war. Right. We are at war. Whether people want to believe it or not, go through any type of prayer line you want. You'll be in war the next day. Right. You can't get rid of war, bro. No. no. <laughs> like you can't pray off war. Right. You can just stand firm. And the Bible tells us the only solution is to resist, 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 resist. Know what it is. Say no. Say no. I know that sounds easy. But now that we have an idea of what it's coming from, that makes me more willing to be like, heck no, bro. Right. You think I'm going to sin for you? No. Heck no. Being able to identify what it is. Right. Yeah, no. It's like. Oh, that's that's like, that's the. that's Satan's one of his biggest deceptions is no, we're friends. Yes. No, we're not friends. Yes. We don't need to be friends. And uh, you know, I have a little one, and she the other day she was like, Oh, uh, the devil's a big fat, ugly baby. And I'm like, No, he's not at all. <laughs> no. Like, and I I didn't know how to explain it to a six-year-old. Like to you, the enemy could be someone who looks just like me. Yeah. That Looks safe. like your dad, safe, yeah. trust you, trusting. And that is actually who the enemy is. Bro, Somebody that you would never expect. If you walk, if you step outside uh, the spirit. I just had this revelation. Oh my gosh. Do you need to share it? I'll get to it. Okay, don't forget. If you step outside the flesh, excuse me. If you step outside the spirit and only see in the flesh, the world's beautiful. Whatever you want. Oh yeah. Go no, get I've, it. I've had this it's conversation free. with other people before. But like when you're walking in the spirit, oh Jeez, it's like That's one of those rank. paintings from like right. far away. It looks horrible or it looks great. Then you get up close and you're like, the frick? Um, <laughs> it's like that. We get, we get, uh, no, I've, I've had this conversation before yeah. because I, um, when I first became saved, you know, I had that whole rainbows and green hills, like, oh, yeah. I'm a child of God now. Everything's going to be perfect. Yeah. And I look around and I'm like, why are all these non believers making millions of dollars? And I'm sitting here struggling to put two pennies together sometimes. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. And now it's like, oh, the enemy is giving them whatever they want. Whatever. Because they have to give it up. And it's that whole, oh, that that's what you want? I'll yeah. give you four times as much as I you know. want. 
Bro, bro, Satan tried to get Jesus. Jesus I like, know. I just had to say you all the kingdoms of, of the world. He was like, "What? Are you for real?" So I, the revelation I just had. What? So in the garden, yeah, God said, "I'm giving you all of this to, to you know, control." Yeah. You work the, uh, you work the garden. The animals are yours to do as you please. So Eve saw the serpent and said, "Oh, that's not a bad thing." I, I. I I, it belongs to me. God mm. gave it to me. So the, the enemy is so deceptive. Yes. And beautiful. Exactly. And crafty. And crafty. Like, look at, I'm, I'm something God gave you. You have control over me. You want to hear something insane? It's crazy. Um, number one, the only reason I'm not like probably reacting like Somebody you are about that. put their dog down in your neighborhood? What the <laughs> heck? <laughs> um... The only reason, like, I had that. I studied the garden for six months. And when I first thought about that, I was like, what? Because right. at that point, they hadn't eaten the fruit. They right. didn't know. They didn't know. They didn't know evil. the deception even existed. They Everything was good to them. Right. Um, anyway, so look this up if you want. I studied it. What up, Chris? Um, and um, look this up if you want. I studied it, and there's quite a few support there's a lot of support for it serpent um comes from the latin word um serapim okay and you know how god curses the serpent on the ground for the rest of his life yeah and a lot of people think it was upright well if you look at old literature of serapim it's actually what we know of as seraphim an angel an angel right Yes. So they think that the seraphim angel and well, the Bible teaches that Satan is a fallen angel from heaven. But it's it would explain the serpent body um, and that it was beautiful and it was majestic and God took its wings off and he's like, got you now, boy, but whatever. So if you look at Isaiah six, when he says he's seeing God on his throne and there's angels floating wings covering their face wings covering their legs and wings floating those were seraphims and they were the closest angels the only ones allowed in the proximity of god's throne yeah that close someone that close to god rebelled we have to be on guard man amen these temptations are cute you know that's the biggest thing i wanted to bring these temptations are everywhere and they're all the time and if you don't know what you're looking for you'll slip right up and now guess what you're what you're helping him win the war right and we don't want to do that no well bro 728 i think we're good you got anything else i don't think so disclaimer uh we do have an email address correct yes the scripture bros at gmail.com the scripture bros at gmail.com i would only like to give that out because if there's any questions about this you know we we put about 20 hours in and we covered it all in an hour and a half. So we might have lost something here or there. Right. I think we did a pretty good job, but uh, please use that email if y'all know us personally, which I'm sure all of you do all at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you probably have our cell phone number. Mom. <laughs> Just trying to sound professional. But um, like reach out because we don't want to become the opposite of why we started this. We don't want anyone to just assume we know. Right. We're just trying to say we put in a lot of study. Right. 
And this is what we came out with. And if there's any questions or if there's any um, concerns or any counter scripture, like bring it on, right? Right. We're not yeah, scared no, of, definitely. I would, of correction. Right. We I was just getting right, ready bro. to say, yeah. I just want to, I just want to be right by God. Yeah. We, I don't want to divide. If I, right if I can be corrected by yeah. scripture, I am more than happy to be corrected yeah. by scripture. Help us. Right. Right. Yeah. Divide rightly. Yeah. Well, I know a pastor that every, every time he opens a sermon, he prays. He's like, all right, we're going to pray today. And his prayer is Jesus help. Jesus help. That's all he prays. That's it. It's <laughs> awesome. Well, bro, if you feel good, um, I'm good. You want to pray us out? Sure. All right, man. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for today, Lord. Thank you for the breath in our lungs and allowing us to just be able to share our study with those uh, who are willing to listen, Lord. Uh, also, thank you for providing the the guidance, the wisdom, and the ability to read your word and learn from it and uh, know that temptations, we can overcome them because you've already overcame all of them. Mm, yes, um, and we, as we learned this evening, Lord, that, you know, our flesh is stronger than we think. Yes. And, uh, thank you for pointing that out. And again, providing the, the education to be able to fight against that Lord so that thank we can you, become Lord. more like you, Lord. Yes. That is our goal is to become more like you every day, Lord. We ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Santo.